0: Friend, who's a little girly by your
1: side?
0: <laughs> I've seen you with a girl or two. Oh, 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 I am surprised at you. Hello, hello. Stop your little game. Don't you think your ways you ought to mend? You're not the girl I saw you with at Brighton. Who, ooh, ooh, who, who's your lady friend?
1: Amazing!
2: Bravo! Bravo! uh, That's
0: that's
1: our that's our intro actually.
0: uh, Have we started this program? You've just you've
2: just started
1: it. That was (laughs)
2: the best intro anyone could do. (laughs) I'm being crushed by my (laughs) my
0: over exuberant. Um. Yeah. Sunday.
1: Yeah. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Moon Tea Podcast. Today we have on. Mr. Berryman, the man himself, the, the father of Hugh. His name is also Hugh, so is he Hugh the First?
0: No, no, no. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not Hugh the First. There were Hughes before me. <clears throat> <laughs> Hughes is a very ancient Anglo-Saxon name, you know, and uh, well, I think it's more uh, Norman French, Yeah, you know, but it's been around I think in Europe, Hugh and all kinds of alternatives um a lot of people um get on the you know they they're sort of selling things and they say is that huge so i don't know whether i should be pleased with um, the idea that they think i may be huge or not so i i tend to want to correct them and say no 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 i'm not huge and then i, I say you know i'm you go you whatever yeah so then wow. yeah but so I'm not the first and I hope I'm not the second last
1: <clears throat> <laughs> I think I think there are a lot of other Hughes although Hugh is saved on my phone as just Hugh so oh yeah so yeah I don't I guess I don't know too many Hughes but uh, yeah thanks thanks for coming on today Mr. Berryman it's it's well, an honor
0: we haven't uh, agreed on the payment yet.
1: We can we can discuss after.
0: <laughs> oh no no no! I think it should be discussed beforehand. But however, for the time being, I let it lie.
1: <clears throat> Where?
0: Yeah. I trust my my son, and uh, he seems to trust you. So, you know, there we are.
1: <clears throat> uh oh. Oh, sorry, sorry, everyone. <laughs> but besides,
0: I'm not in need of any immediate money you know. so <laughs> I can I can wait a while
1: <clears throat> that is that is good to hear and also we're we're also uh, spending more money than we are making this podcast if anyone's curious oh, we have zero, the- zero revenue and we we spend money on cloud storage and all that stuff hmm.
0: so it's, pr- <laughs> it's pride that makes you money not ever that makes you do this not avarice
1: uh, we're we're just doing it for fun, it's something to do. We get to we get to in- interview very cool people like yourself, yes. and well, yeah, and yeah, just what see about, what see what happens. Yes. What about hot people? Well, let's dig into it. What about hot people? <laughs> yeah. and maybe it's interesting to have a
0: you know lukewarm person and uh, and see. <laughs> you know, what you can draw out of him or her. Have you, have you had any women on the program? Yes.
1: Yes, oh, we have. Who have you had?
2: Um, who have we had
1: here? Uh,
2: hey. the, she's the, the amazing resume writer. I'm trying to remember the name. Of oh, yeah. So
1: we've oh. had Heather. Um, we've had JT, Jackie Tran. We've had... Um, I don't know. I'm sure. I'm sure we have a. We've had other women. Although, <laughs> I, feel like I, thought, I guess probably the only two so far, actually. You just pick them off the street, do you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we. If that was an option, then we might entertain it. Maybe, maybe we do need more women. I don't know. Whatever. If you want to let's, come on, let
2: woman just email us at moontea <laughs> <laughs> No, if no, you're no, if, no, if
1: if no, you're a man too, then feel free to email us
2: you know if you're a man sucks to suck sorry <laughs> no
1: we'll, we'll take you we'll take anyone by the way i i had a uh, alumni alumni like newsletter thing and people usually give updates once in a while and my my update was something along the lines of hey everyone i moved to new york city um this is what i'm doing for work also i started a podcast so and we, need, we really need guests, so if you want to be a guest, please email me, I'm serious. This it's really just like...
2: <laughs> need guests. Yeah, so uh, John went to Dental, and they had an alumni mm, mailer, I suspect, sure. and that was the mailer he did. Mm.
0: What's in that thing you keep drinking? Oh, uh, it's just sparkling water. Oh, oh, I see, yes. Yeah. Okay.
2: all right right, well shall we begin what shall we talk to dad about today basically the way i see it is dad has a special skill and probably has the world record of talking the most hind legs off of donkeys yet far in history so thus i i think we can basically name any topic that might be curious one way or another and we'll just literally have ourselves uh an hour plus Mm. of combo
0: uh, truth doesn't matter, does it?
1: Truth, truth. We, we do not have any fact checkers on this show, so you're, you're, you're the historian and we're not, so I think you're at an advantage here. No, I mean, yes,
0: whatever, yeah. Okay, well, fire away, as they say.
1: Well, uh, Mr. Berryman, do you want to introduce yourself to our guests and talk a little bit about who you are and your background?
0: Well, I'm male, I'm 92, I'm Anglo-Saxon English, I'm an expatriate I guess, I'm living here to educate people, you know, and um, enjoy the hot weather. I enjoyed living in England, you know, it's very good for the skin, there's some damp climate, surprisingly enough, so, and also lots of friends there. Um, Unfortunately, when you get to 92, um, as you'll find out when you do, that your friends are dying around about you, you know, so it's it's a great tragedy, so life is um, not all um, playing around in the haystack these days, you know, one um, uh, misses friends coming to see you, you coming to see friends, and and so on, so um, However, I'm very lucky to have um, a daughter who's beautiful, intelligent and kind, and a wife who's amazing. and there's another chap around too. <laughs> I, won't, I won't say anything to him about him because he's so conceited that he will speak for himself that he may interrupt me at any moment. So uh, there I am, I'm betwixt in between. <clears throat>
1: Amazing. <laughs> amazing. Um, do you want to, I mean, I'm sure you have so many amazing stories just in your, in your life from, I mean, I heard, I heard a little bit from, from a uh, Hughes mom, Mrs. Berryman, and just a story about how you were a professor and then you were uh, a priest and Uh, And then you're, you're like teaching at different universities for a while, like, where, where do you want to start? And where do you want to dig in? Like, we're, we're interested in hearing you talk about whatever you want to reminisce about. Well, you know,
0: there's so much to talk about. And uh, it depends on the people I'm talking to, you know whether um have i got to show off or how i mean i'm not talking about youtube but ha, i don't know have you to interest them um are you concerned about them or are you concerned about what they think about you you know so um would you say that um people are generally self-conscious and um they're thinking about themselves when you know, they're with other people or the thinking about other people, or should it be a mixture, or should one be an egoist, or should one be a philanthropist? It doesn't really matter where one teaches, as long as one teaches, I guess, the truth as one sees it. <clears throat> if there is such a thing as truth, or what is truth said, you know, gent- that pilot and did not wait for an answer, apparently that was Francis Bacon, an English chap. I never knew what it meant, but, you know, it's nice to have quotations, particularly quotations that are so mysterious that you know other people can't understand them, because you can't understand them yourself. I mean, Louis XIV went around saying, l'état, c'est moi, the state, that's me, you know, and it was. What What a terrible state he was for this fat old chap who dominated society, you know, bringing up things like, you know, these are just ideas, historical ideas that pop into mind, uh, that are basic, like, um, you know, the divine right of kings. Where does authority come from? So uh, basically, I'm a philosopher type, you know, thinking, getting other people to do the talking. And and me to say, yes, no, that sounds a good idea. (laughs) Yes. Um, Would you say that again? You know, you can look at it from another point of view. And uh, look at the other students. What do you think of this shop? You know, is he um, on the right track or not? And they say, "What's the right track?" You know. So um, what? What is the right track? We. I was listening to someone last week, I think, who was on your marvelous program, and um, and he was quoting something about, um, "Chap, what was it you traveling? Um, you making? You aiming towards?" Not progress. Eventually, a
2: passion, but yeah. about curiosity, yes. stalling your curiosity. No, the
0: point is, yes, he talked, spoke most about, um, you know, follow, follow your passion, and we, we know, we, we were saying that that's, um, you know, different at different times. For instance, if you have got a ten-year-old son who wants to play um, baseball, you know, you're sitting with the crowd there. howling you know for him to be successful and that's your passion at the time you know just
2: to correct he was one i was the one that mentioned passion and then oh oh, sorry i totally forgot his name uh because uh when dad was oh yeah uh we're talking
1: about
2: ed ed the first ed the first yes 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 so so. we ed the first was very into uh more progressive take i suppose and and follow your curiosities yeah. rather than passions.
0: Yeah, I thought that was a very good idea, um, the idea of following your curiosity. Because, you know, <clears throat> um, when I sit in one of my two favorite chairs, the one that actually my, my wife, my dear wife Lillian, bought me when we were married, and I've, it still works very well. Um, I sit there, I'm surrounded by a pretty big library, which you can't see here. Um, which um, kind of grew up over different periods of different teachings at different times. Uh, and so um, uh, they they said, you know, why are you happy living by yourself with your friends dead and so on? I said, I'm surrounded by my friends. You know, I pick one up and I put it down. Um, this one leads me to another one and, and, and so on and so forth. So um, the reason why is because I'm following my curiosity. You know, you you feel um, this world is um, an enigma. Um, It's um, mysterious. It's been around a long time. or That's a debatable point, you know, according to a lot of religions. It's actually started at a particular time. Like, um, I think, Bishop Usher, uh, uh, who is a a Church of England bishop living in Ireland who said that the, the world began at nine o'clock in the morning, you know, on um, 4004 BC. <clears throat> he worked it out by looking at the genealogy of Methuselah, was 960, and Noah was 620, you know, and Matthias and all these other people, he added them all together. And um, he was taking the Bible literally and how on earth the 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 author of this particular well it was Genesis so we don't know who, who who wrote it um, how he got all these facts together or not but um so that's um a question about the world you might say that you may or may not have to to talk about in in philosophy but it's a natural question we ask um was the world created or did the world evolve and and then the whole question of of whether they can juxtapose or not, you know, and um, whether you can have a, a creator God who is actually a creator God in the sense of he's allowing evolution to develop, or has he to start anything? In fact, the whole question of of starting and stopping and limits, you know, what is beyond? Where do you come to a barrier for, say, the universe? And what's beyond the barrier? I mean, what is a barrier describing? You know, so uh, beyond the barrier must there be something else? It may, you know, what is uh, space or beyond space? Beyond the, these marvelous telescopes, what what they're able to discover these days is only partially piercing through the mystery of of creation. There you see, I've used the word. You know, of being, I should have said, you know. Um, so you, you can get people coming to, to class who are um, natural atheists or natural um, religious people or people who are religious with a fanatical belief in one religion, you know. And the thing is, is everybody religious or is religion, for instance, I'm just going on, you know, with the stream of consciousness that's what we're practicing at the moment. And and so, you know, is religion a good thing or a bad thing? Is it the most natural thing in the world, you know? And what does it mean? Um, It's been, you know, it's been um, a source of inspiration or desperation for people uh, over centuries. Um, is, Is the god of the gods Threatening God, or is he a saving God or saving gods? Are, are they, if there are many, are they in conflicts and why? And you have, you know, the Greeks saying one thing, the Romans and the Norman, the, the Norsemen uh, up in Scandinavia, like the days of the week. <clears throat> Monday, where does Monday come from? Now, where does Tuesday come from? That's um, uh, uh, a Scandinavian God. Where does Wednesday come from? Woden, you know, that's a Scandinavian God. And Thursday, Thor, the great god, Thor. Friday, Fry. You know, another um, Scandinavian god, Saturday, um, Saturn. And Sunday, um, the sun. Uh, and Monday, the moon. You know, so you've got a, a combination there of natural and uh, uh, national, you might, might say. They developed. <laughs> and it developed what? You know, we're already taking for granted something here. We're taking the week for granted, yeah. where does the idea of a week come in? Yeah. Now, in Genesis, you know, you get God creating the world in six days, and on the seventh day, He rested. What does that mean for God to rest? You know, but anyway, the idea is seven already. Now, where does that come from? Does it actually come from the fact you've all run about a thousand, you've got a temple, you've got priests, and it's developing from them and then being thrown backwards. You know, so you come to the whole question of, of history. You know, um, is history truth? You know, um, is why does one want a history? You know, um, is is history um, something that makes you hate people or um, have allies? You know, the, the one of the phrases that I quoted once to my, my wife Lillian. It was, um, England has no permanent friends. England has no permanent enemies. England has permanent interests. And uh, it's, what do you think, um, John or Hugh, of, of that? Would you apply that to your own life as well? That you have no permanent friends, you have no permanent enemies, but you have permanent interests. And are they family interests? Are they personal interests? Are they national interests? Or the patriotic interests? Like you know, you fight for God in your country, you know, or or, or you you fight for your your um, family, or you fight for your honor, you know, or you fight for revenge or whatever. Um, what what do you
1: think, John? That's kind of I would, one, yeah yeah. On, I would I would say I've I have permanent family for sure. Can't really change that. Um, and yeah, I agree. Friends come and go and, and yeah, I have, I have, it's kind of like levels. Like I have a few very close friends and then I have a few like friends that, or I I have a lot more friends who, if I'm, if I'm near them or if I see them a lot, then I'm happy to hang out, happy to plan things together. Um, and then I have friends who. I do not see often, but I'll still text them or call them once in a while. And yeah, there's definitely a shared theme of of I'm working towards something or i'm i I have these interests, and usually it's the case that I make friends with other people who have the same interests and who who are working towards um, similar things. just. It's it's easy to have that in common, and seems like we're helping each other out. What so do you the, think, you?
0: The only constant thing is in all you've just been saying, and it's probably what anybody of common sense would say is the use of the word "I." I am you know. So are you basing friendship and interests and so on on "I"? or are you a philanthropist type or just a family man? What would you say, Hugh? Sorry to put you (laughs) on the spot.
2: Let's see, well, for me, that question, that statement by the English, because it's not the first time I've heard it.
0: No, mommy quotes it all the time.
2: Has been something that I actually struggle with in many ways, I think at a nationalistic point of view at a, a governmental scale, a <clears throat> nation state and possibly a state level it could be of of it makes a lot of sense especially since uh, all the history that england has been through as, and then world war ii and and <laughs> you know churchill quoting that we shall fight them on the anywhere right yeah, yeah dot 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 on the shores and the on the mountains in the yeah. air right and and so i think with all of that comes a quote <clears throat> that is so almost self-driven because it was a very survivalistic mindset and background. I do think that if at an individual level that that quote is applied, I do worry about the perceptions and the true relationships that people can form. I think and wonder, like I once heard this one quote that I think resonates and is similar that is of interest where, someone mentioned and it is from an eye point of view though is at a family level one is a communist at a friend level one is a socialist Mm. at a local governmental level one is a democrat at a state level one is a republican at a federal level one is a libertarian and so i've always thought that was a very interesting progression
0: i've never heard of it before but it sounds marvelous yeah Yeah. i've
2: always liked that one to be Mm. honest Mm -hmm. And so I don't know what I am, to be honest, (laughs) so there's a lot of different tiers to it.
0: Yeah, right. Well, the point is you're evolving, uh, etc. And, um, you know, uh, sort of what's the difference between um, a friendship, between a friend and a lover, or a friend and an acquaintance, or a friend or someone that that you're cultivating for self-interest? or someone who may be cultivating for fear, you know, power. That would bring into the whole subject of, you know, power. I mean, you may have a friend, you may make a friend out of compassion, out of sympathy, you know, a lonely person. You know, I remember when I was a a kid at school, I went away to a boarding school because the the, um, English like to get rid of their kids and so on, send them away to school. And, and so you know we had um, a class, and, and in my class there was a chap called Stephen Perry, a nice-looking, quite intelligent, good sportsman, and so on and so forth. And they all ganged up on him, you know, somehow or other. And I'm I'm a natural kind of defender, so I went and and um, uh, broke into the whole thing, which was happening regularly, you know, defending, and so. Um, some people are natural egoists and back away from things. Some people put their foot in it all the time. And some people do it for good reasons and some people for bad reasons, you know. But um, one of the reasons was not that I wanted to be his friend particularly, but I had a sense of outrage, you know, a kind of sense of injustice, a sense of um, sort of this is mob, is mob approach to things. You know, it's got nothing to do with, with being a decent human being. and We're all supposed to be, it was a man's school, a boy's school, we're all supposed to be decent human beings learning learning this. Um, you might say, how do you learn to be a decent human being if you've got an alcoholic father, if you've got an aggressive mother, if you've got um, brothers and sisters who are fighting each other and trying to get the better. They want the better bedroom. <laughs> they, they, want, they want you to do the dishes you know, instead of them. They want to go out and leave you in to look after the cat, you know? So self-interest, I, this business of I, um, is, is I the basic thing in life? Or is there something beyond I? I mean, is one of the great things being compassionate? Going beyond yourself, being sympathetic, um, being philanthropic. Um, what are we here for? would it would be brought into the question, are we here for ourselves? You know? Um, that sounds, you know, I mean, are we just here, you know, and we're gonna go? And then the whole question of of continuity in life and what's it all about, you know, this little little um, planet. Are we as we're a planet, you know, with a moon and so on and so forth, in, in a galaxy, in the great system and so on? It's, it sounds so, so trivial, and yet we make ourselves very important, you know? And that's one of the things about the I, you know? And do we want to be important? Uh, for what reason, you know? I mean, do we want to be um, a discoverer? And then, you know, do we want to be an adventurer um, or a conqueror? For instance, there was um, Alexander the Great, as he's called, living in Macedon at the edge of Greece. And he goes across the Mediterranean and starts fighting there. And then he goes on and on. He goes to Afghanistan for two years. <laughs> he... He sort of ran into trouble there and he's pushing on beyond the Indus he wants to get to the ends of the world I mean what's it got to do with him what's happening in India or Arabia he's he could have been quite happy in in Macedonia couldn't he you know uh, what was driving him uh, we all think of him as a hero I guess as a conqueror as an outstanding man was he a good man or was he a bad man and that brings up the question of, good and bad, what is good and what is bad? And, you know, um, how does bad and good come into the world? Because we have most religions that, that um, some are polytheistic, poly, um, they have lots of gods, and others have one God who is a jealous God in Genesis and so on and so forth. You know, um, what can we say about our relationship with him? And what can we say about his relationship with us? Why why were we created? If we were created, or even if um, he helped in the creation, and so on and so forth, what was his purpose? Was he unhappy? And do we make him unhappy? In the the book of Genesis and Exodus and the Korah, as the Jewish people use the basic um, religious doctrine, you know, God is in and out of being angry with people all the time, you know? he's the Sabbath, he's the god of the war, and so on and so forth. He's defending or um, pushing forward the fortunes of this tiny little people that he's decided to take over and run. And not only that, he says, you've got to knock everybody else out. Me, I am who I am, which actually is um, what Moses found is the definition of him. I am, well, I am, what does he want us for, you know? So that there we are, you know, the mystery of being alive is really one of the questions that you could teach in philosophy, you know? And you, now, what are you teaching? Are you trying to tell them your way of thinking? Are you trying to explain to them all the different ways of thinking? Or are you just helping them to think, you know, What's the important thing to let people know a lot of things or to let people uh, look, le- learn a lot of things, or to let people discover a lot of things. Um, you know, uh, what's the purpose of a teacher? Is a teacher doing it for I, or is he doing it for thou? You know, Which is why we get married as well, you know, as well. And uh, I think kids are either a mistake or just one of the things that happen because of love, you know. So love has its consequences. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, that's rambling for a moment or two. Um, pick it up or kick it out of the window, or, you know, one of the, the two of you uh, can um, go into a soliloquy. You
1: know. I want to hear Hugh's soliloquy.
2: About what? <laughs> I don't know. Aye, aye, aye nothing really from my side right now <laughs> let's see if I, yeah. I can start a topic at any time anything you're interested in john i mean i get dad well, all the time, 24 7 so
1: yeah
2: I anyway, <laughs> that was, that was i'm sorry like, for you <laughs> let's yeah, be honest
1: yeah. yeah that was a lot that was a lot to take in i i, I think i need a moment just at, at one point we were we were asking like what is history and i was like whoa it's a heavy heavy topic for uh for like Right after a work day, right after getting a haircut. I'm just like, it's like, what is the purpose of a teacher? Like, wow. And yeah, I mean, yeah, this is this is great. I yeah. Um, Mr. Berryman, what what is a book that really shaped you and that yeah, you really I, enjoyed?
0: I was going to, to say before that, before you asked that question sort of history, is the story uh, told by the conqueror on the whole. Um, Gradually, you know, because of the the way we're discovering the past, we're discovering the history. You might say that's one of the big problems today in in, um, uh, American schools or in American theorists about what um, should be described as the American history. You know, um, and it's causing a lot of, of debate and so on and so forth. Um, should we tell the truth about ourselves? Should we tell the truth about our families? Should we tell the truth about our society? Uh, and so on and so forth. Uh, um, so, um, what does all this come out of? Um, I don't think there's any one defining book, um, that's that's um, I um, would, would uh, um, say it was a defining book. Though so I went first, went to school at the age of five. And I remember my first book was um, the cat set on the mat. You know? and, and so I think um, one of the first things that are of use to you is something that will give you the, the tools for future learning. You know? So um, you just kind of need a book before the book like the Indian idea of the universe. The universe is standing on an elephant that's standing on some so forth and they go down and down. Um, And so if we go down and down um, looking for origins in ourselves, um, you know, the the thing, um, everyone to his own taste. So um, this book is beneficial to some people and enlightening and and exasperating to other people, um, maybe one of the books you you might want to read um, would be a book about religion, or a book about reason, or a book about love. You know, I read for what it's worth just yesterday that um, in Spain, which has got a different culture from the rest of Europe, really because of its its history, you know that. Um, but it's deeply Catholic and Counter-Reformation and old-fashioned Catholic and so on, like the Vatican, um, old chaps are too, for that matter. And and so um um this author was was saying he was quoting someone else that I didn't know um about privacy previously, and he said um sort of um the 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 Protestants. Use their reason, and the Catholics use their heart. Now you know, um, so it's a very interesting idea. Um, so you might say, with regard to the book that influences you, you might take a simple book like uh, Voltaire. You know, he writes Candide, uh, and um, and that the um, Pangloss um, is um, thinks this is the best of all possible worlds. Um, um, So would you like a book that makes you optimistic about the world or pessimistic about the world? I mean, that's an important outlook on life, whether you're generally pessimistic or optimistic. You can be pessimistic or optimistic about your son or something or your daughter, and you might discourage them and encourage them. And that has a great effect on them. You know, I'm getting off the subject there, but the point is that... um, uh, books can, you know, hopefully the books that, inf- that influence me are books that enlightened you to help you understand. So um, I'm surrounded by a library of, of history and philosophy and religion and bits of anthropology and um, novels. A novel can be very enlightening, really, you know, because that brings in the idea of imagination, you know? Um, Is imagination more important than reality? Um, Does reality anchor you in the present and imagination help you jump into the future, you know? Um, Is it imagination that keeps the world getting better or are we better by following tradition? That's one of the great conflicts, you know, Um, being a traditionalist. Or, or being, um, or putting a name on people, like um, the Republicans are talking about the uh, the ideas of the present government as socialist and so on and so forth. Then you understand the word socialism in Europe. In there's, I mean, it's welfare state. You know, welfare state means that you're looking after people from the cradle to the grave, but they have to pay taxes. Now here, which is more important, you know, taxes or helping people? And they say, no, he's, let him look after himself, you know. So, you know, um, Cain says to God, i am I my brother's keeper? Let him go his own way. Or, you know, should we go beyond our families? Um, should, should Is being patriotic a good thing? So you may re- write a book you read a book about, you know, um, things like patriotism, and that helps to build up an attitude of mind of your own. So I don't think one book should be a defining book. I think it should be an amalgam of things that help you to um, have an understanding of the world and uh, and a kind of um, code code to go by. You know, um, so you're not changing your mind uh, with a, with every. Um, Passing moment, um, so maybe one of the big phrases, uh, thoughts that should come out of all that you're reading um, is "be yourself."
2: But then the next question is, "What is self?"
0: Well, it's about time you gave an answer. It's
2: about time you tell me the answer. <laughs> oh, you see, so he's
0: he's trying to say that I haven't educated him properly. Um, uh, sort of be yourself is um, is it's impossible for anyone else to give you the answer. You can only be yourself, so it's up to you to to learn you know, the answer to that question you just asked. That, that's one of the the problems, you know. Um, be yourself um, is a sort of protective thing against uh, people. Um, Trying to make you into something else. should you um, should you be content to be made into a model of something? What do you think, John? It'd be yourself is very
1: important to you, isn't it? <laughs> i'm just I'm just not sure exactly what it means to be yourself. It's. I mean, it's. It's uh thrown around a lot. Where, if someone's like, oh, "I'm nervous for this," for this like, first date, and then someone someone says, "Just be yourself," or uh, a funny, funny scenario that, um, I I laughed about one time. Imagine imagine Brad Pitt telling a group of guys, "Just be yourself." <laughs> yeah so um Um, go on yeah well i i just it's not clear to me what that means and i think maybe maybe uh being authentic um like that that means something to me being myself uh that that's that's something that i'm not totally sure I'm not totally sure how to like internalize what what is being said there.
0: Yeah. So being yourself could be a very selfish thing, indeed. Now, you know, your um and your general acquaintances day by day. Um is it right to be hypocritical about other people? You don't want to tell them what they really seem to be, you know. Um, you don't want to correct them, you don't want to reprove them. Um you want to imp- improve them, not reprove them. Um, uh, so getting away from um, being yourself is, you know, is, is such a thing as obligation anyway. But are, are we obliged in not to be hypocrites to other people? You know, I mean, we tend to say, oh, you look nice tonight. Oh, you look beautiful. Oh, you dress well. You may not like the color of the dress or anything. You may not like the um, the shape, the style or anything, but you don't want to hurt their feelings. So what's more important to have your feelings hurt uh, or to hurt other people's feelings? Have you the right? Uh, not the right, but they are getting the idea of right and wrong all the time here. What, what? How that originated, you know? I mean, a god is supposed to be our god in Genesis, a, a good god, but he doesn't behave like one. Um, and, and so uh, we um, were faced with the dilemma of other people. Do we want other people to be um, images of ourselves, whatever the, the word is, even a better word? Or, or are we glad about differences? You know, The point is, you know, that... Isn't it in the Bible that God created all men equal? Is that that's the question? Is that the case? And what does it mean? And do we want all men to be equal? Uh, isn't it impossible um, important to have strong men and weak men and thinking men? You know, you have all these fables, Aesop's fables and so on, which sort of has power and strength against cleverness, you know. Uh, and, and, there's a balance between them, you know, which is going to come out on top, on the whole. You now, would you say it would be better for you to be a strong man or a wise man, or you know, a clever man? A clever man, is, so are you a good man being clever or are you a bad man being clever? And then are you being clever for yourself, for other people? The whole purpose, the whole, so being yourself is, I wasn't saying that's what we should be. You know, I was saying that You know, it's um, um, a jumping off point. I think that's what philosophy and so on and and lots of things are, the jumping off points and the jumping off into what? You know, jumping off over a cliff um, like the, is it the Chinese would say the, um, the, 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 um, if you walk a thousand miles, you've got to take a first step. And and then you've got to keep the steps going, don't you? So perseverance. See, this is the stream of consciousness business. You know, we we just um, one idea leads to another idea, um, or you've got ten ideas in your head at the same time, uh, which which are leading to others. It's, um, it's just a a web that goes out and out forever. Um, so. Uh, the, the, I'm, I would go in various directions from here, as I would um, say to you. Um, and John's quite rightly puzzled about the idea of be yourself. Um,
1: what about what about you? Hmm.
2: Um, what is the answer for me? being myself I think and believe that as you once said I think therefore I am so I already have a sense of self from there what is self and does it have tears and is it evolutionary is it developmental in the same way that you've been asking questions and quoting and thinking about the book of Genesis and from God, God from one of the first touch points of man in in that monotheistic type of perspective i think one interesting book you once uh read and i have yet to make my way through is the one called god by something niles yeah i have it in my room actually Mm, now i stole it
0: yes it's a very interesting book
2: and and about the journey of what god was and is and how he's or she or they, the anthrop- anthropomorphization of God and and how they've developed over time. Uh, and so I think that's almost a correlation and a similar para- parallel to the development of man in a sense of mm-hmm. what we are and continue to be and whether or not we can, as you've been asking the question and mentioning of our moralistic baselines and foundational traits that could hopefully be set, I think. Um, as you know, one of your favorite ones is "My Rights," and at the tip of another man's or woman's nose, mm-hmm. I've always thought that one is quite good. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: I think I'd like you in my class. <laughs> mm,
2: definitely, I'm
0: honored. Yeah, so um, the the book is very interesting in, insofar as it it describes God. Um, from the facts we are being given in the Bible and so on, is, um, is it's an e- evolution. It, it's, you know, there are various theologians who are asking about the nature of God, and is he a permanent, immovable, or is he evolving himself, you know, developing, and that this book is sort of showing, you know, from the texts, that are describing him at various ages um, when he's speaking to us. I mean, that's the only way we can know about him by self-revelation, you might say. Just as the only way we can know about you, except for uh, your external appearance and your lavishness with money or whatever it is, you know, um, it's only by um, your your speaking your mind uh, uh, that we can discover who you are but you may never speak your mind. I mean, if you're living in a socialist society or whatever, you know, um, it, it just again, the stream of consciousness idea, I'm thinking of of um, Karl Marx in the British Museum, looking at all these books and getting his ideas about, um, you know, um, workers of the world unite you have nothing to lose but your chains. Now he's, saying this whole idea of property is theft, basically, you know, and uh, we ought to sort of be sharing it all out. How does the idea of property come into existence? Now, but he actually has got a friend, Engels. Engels got a father who runs a factory. The factory is is uh, the these, uh, middle of the Industrial Revolution. It's exploiting the workers. So <laughs> he's getting um, his far as getting profits from the workers, he's giving the, the money to Engels. Engels is giving the money to um, Karl Marx, and Karl Marx is sitting there in his library, going home and having a meal and the rest of it, talking about workers of the world unite! You have know, nothing to lose but your chains. So, is there a, a ba- you know a basic selfishness there? I mean, a weird contradiction in in his style of life. In his thoughts, um, uh, does it matter? Are his thoughts more important than anything? You know, uh, and important for whom? I mean, at the moment, people are complaining about the United States because it's got the First Amendment—you know, freedom, freedom—and uh, all these other things. And as opposed to um, communist societies, which um, tell you to toe the line and, and so on, so forth. Over. COVID-19, and, and any kind of questions like um, some things everybody agrees on. You stop at a red light. You know, you could go on a green light. I mean, there are things that the First Amendment has got nothing to do with, John, you know, really. You no know, we none of us can practice the anarchy of a First Amendment, and yet we don't want the monarchy of one person. And Plato said, you know, democracy he, he he said, you know, the more people you've got in the government, the worse the government is, you know. So what he wanted was an oligarchy, not a plutocracy, which is for the rich, not an aristocracy, which was the well born, uh, not a democracy, which is for everybody, not plec- uh, a kleptocracy, which is uh, when you're stealing everything from everybody, you know. Um, he wanted um, uh, a... a um, a kind of wisdom group, um, uh, an uh, oligarchy, thinkers who are um, not self-interested, uh, working for the good of society, so far as they understand it. Um, so, um, should, should one um, be happy uh, um, and just laugh at the, um, the contradictions in Karl Marx? oh, should we be glad that we have such a thing as the British Museum? <laughs> Where he did all his work. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: I wonder if I had grown up in a purely communist society, would I even have a sense of self, or would I even have dreams and ambitions, or is that a is that a uh, American or democratic? Kind
0: of thing. I think it's pretty natural to have dreams and ambitions, imagination, and um, discovery. You know, for instance, you know, discovering the new world. <coughs> the Portuguese were at the end of Europe. There's a town in Portugal called Suta, um, and uh, around about the 1450s or so on, they started going southward because the all the spices that, that kept life decent in winter, you know when everything was dying off and the cattle were <laughs> you wanted spices, which I hate on the whole. but anyway they came up the Silk Road. you know it had to pass through um, bits of Afghanistan and some are canned and the Arabs and so on, get to the Venetians and then be sold at great prices and so on. So they wanted Africa was definitely in the way. So they started going down the coast of Africa and suited this town, um, exploring, building up maps and getting eventually the Cape of Good Hope. And then they get round and then they, the Portuguese develop an empire over there and getting spices from the Malukas and so on and become a very rich country for a very sh- short time. Um, and they have um, maps. Now they keep those maps secret. They don't want the Dutch to know them. They don't want the English to know them. They their secret maps, like a lot of you do with weapons. You know um, that you know, you know you you've got to be selfish, really. Uh, you might say every every country is l'état c'est moi. You know, um, I'm 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 the thing that counts here. You know, uh, and so um, uh, the the whole the whole notion of um, um, progress i think we were talking about imagination the discovery perseverance you know, the idea that they were going down south and then um, the spanish and to some extent the english and the french and so on were going westward westward ho eventually um, that italian columbus working for the um, for the, the the Queen of Castile, um, uh, Catherine of Aragon's mother, uh, got enough money to sort of get her three um, galleons going and get to the get to the West Indies, and then um, things developed from from there. So you've got the the Portuguese going south, and the um, the, the Spanish going westward, and the Pope saying you know, you're, you're quarreling among yourselves. I'm gonna do the Pope, I'm gonna divide the world into two. You can have the East, you can have the West part. They had the, the, the Portuguese were tricky over Brazil, you know, which um, is um, Portuguese speaking. They, they pretended to the Pope that the Portuguese um, went out, that Brazil went out further than it did. But um, now, the the Pope, as that brings up the whole question of religious power and so on and so forth, and Edward VIII and all kinds of other questions that come up. So um, I would say with regard to that book, it's just history in general, you know, and curiosity, you know, and trying to put things together and trying to understand things and nowadays trying to go beyond the, um, the conqueror's idea of, What happened to what really happened? You know, which um, um, is the result of anthropology and archaeology and all these other ologies today. And thank God for them. How how you two uh, or me, you know, discover what we're going to do with our lives is interesting. The sort of sort of this totality of imagination kind of divides itself out and helps things to progress. You know, if everybody wanted to. um, Read Voltaire all the time, which is a very reasonable thing to do. They may think it's better than reading the Bible, you know, which is not what I would agree with. Both of them, I think, are very important. Um, so we we don't want to, people, we don't want the whole thing to be lopsided. <clears throat> We're glad for diversity, aren't we? You know, you, you. So when you're choosing your friends, do you choose friends that are like you, or do you choose friends that, um, uh, that are unlike you. Are we out of time?
2: No, that's my fault. I have work things. Let me pause this. Mm. Sorry you're about that. You're doing very well, Hugh. Give me a sec. Am mm. oh, I rambling too? No, watch. it's you're perfect. This is fantastic. I know for a fact John and anyone and myself especially is I'm just so happy to yeah. be listening. Yeah. This is this is why we this is why we started
1: a podcast so that we can we can listen to people. Yeah. talk about whatever they felt like but we are we are uh, getting close to the end and so if you want to if you want to like um have some like parting thoughts and if you want to like finish kind of like your uh your train of thought and everything yeah please please continue
0: yes well um we have a lot more discovery to um to to develop uh, I think Hugh was showing a program about the art of the day, and it was about nothing and something, and there were kind of two walls, and the um, artist was trying to discover what was between them. Yeah. Yeah. Now it all struck me; it's that's an impossible idea. You you can't have two walls when one is nothing. You know, somehow or other, the one wall must it must just stop um but but the thing that beyond is nothing but it's not a wall it's it's um, so um, it's a bit I'm un, 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 un glad with the rainbow ideas and the rest of it came out of it and uh, he was using his imagination about a non-existing thing which is really one of the points that kept me awake all that night is that when we're thinking of nothing, we can't nothing can't exist because, Once we start thinking about it, it exists as something, as as an idea. Uh, Anyway, um, so I just hope that, um, you know, philanthropic idea that the world is going to be um, united, um, that we're going to live in harmony. You know, people talk about that. We're talking about the United States. It's impossible. Um, Self-interest, national interest, Ideas uh, like um, pride and, and um, family and the rest of it are going to, to keep us w- with um, uh, one track minds, you might say, or two track minds, but not uh, not all together. So I, I think um, it's um, a wishful thinking um, to go to um, to be an optimist. <clears throat> I, I, however, I mean. You know, the Bible and pretty well all these other great books of which I've got the highest regard, by the way, because I taught religions of the world. And that was because I was sympathetic to a lot beyond Christianity, you know, I mean, Buddhism and so on and so forth, which my wife was very interested in. And I'm very sympathetic to the ideas, you know, that that Nirvana and all the other um, perceptions that they've got um, are worthwhile. You know, all knowledge seems to be valuable, <clears throat> but um, whether we can come together or not is uh, or is that within the possibilities of human nature. So should one be wishing for something as possible or should one be content to hope and, and just imagine what could be, but will it ever be? <clears throat> are we going to be, will it ever be, or are we going to be pessimistic? or are we going to be optimistic? Are you an optimist or a pessimist, um, Hugh?
2: Depends on the day.
1: (laughs) See,
0: that's a very clever answer, really. Yeah, Uh, right, Uh, it does. And your state of mind, I mean, you've just been paid two days ago. Today? (laughs) I imagine, yeah so you you feel pretty optimistic
1: <laughs> a Just few, happy I have a job
0: a, a few more thousand thank God but you're planning on crypto coins being you know the future, and at the moment they you know they've gone up to fifty two they're down to forty, they're back to forty eight you know so day to day your happiness depends upon you know, <laughs> trivial things, or is it trivial you know?
2: and you, daddy. And me, and mummy, and mommy. Yes. and friends, John and Julia. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's a good life. And instruments,
2: thank God for invention. Thank God for music, <laughs> what would we do sometimes? Uh, I know, oh, goodness. Yeah,
0: that's right. I mean, is John
2: a good singer? <clears throat> very. Yeah, and he's a very, very talented musician.
0: Oh, well, he ha- you you haven't got any musical instrument, but you'd like to sing us a farewell song.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm actually a drummer so I can, I can beatbox a parallel song <laughs> Sorry, All right, I don't
2: think boxing. I really set us up
0: well I think that you know <laughs> dr- dr- drummers seem to be the basic for modern music you know, you know I'm a bit of a classicist you know and, um, but you know this whole business of, you know it just goes on and on and it's variable and I admire the speed and the um, versatility of, of, of these drummers, you know, they're, they're fantastic, you know, really. Um, the, the, would you say they dominate
2: modern music? I think there's a baseline to most any song, even Gregorian chants, the baseline mm. is the chant itself mm. and the beat. However, most songs these days are, beatbox driven by John.
0: Yeah, that's right. There, oh, modern, darn. That was a cue. All right. There's modern, <laughs> more, more, more movement in modern dance and modern songs. You tend to, to move around a bit. You know, I, I would think it's a kind <laughs> of full-body full um, activity. You Not know, <laughs> areas in operas You know, singing as a diva and getting clapped for ten minutes afterwards by people who don't know the devil. She was singing in, in Italian, and so on and so forth. Well, <clears throat> that's about it, I think. I um, haven't got any conclusions, uh, except I think, despite everything, um, being optimistic about everything, uh, about um, things, uh, and, um, um, and and going for wishful thinking that things could be better.
2: <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Adieu,
0: yeah. good friends. Adieu, you know. Adieu.
2: Adieu. Adieu. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll be here again next week. This is a podcast where we talk about pretty much anything and everything and have random guests on who are very, very cool, especially dad.
0: Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That, and that's the whole question of is one better at age than in, in youth, you know, really. <clears throat> Is it a good idea to be older? you know
1: Oh uh, I think it I think it happens regardless of of our oh, our oh. thinking of if it's a good idea or not
0: <laughs> I reckon you know <laughs> you can't do much about it, yeah, so fate and um and nature <clears throat> that's the whole business of nature. nature well, nature and artificial. <laughs>
2: Like a gone forever. I nice. think we should just say yeah. in vino veritas. He, he,
0: he, 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 I'm being driven out of the door, you know, without a penny in my pocket. <laughs>
2: <laughs> your uh, Bye everybody. See you. Peace. Inspired. Bye. Bye. Bye.